Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We're up and at them. We're at Tanner's. 32 Yankee Hill will be here at 6 o'clock. Of course, these special Wednesdays at Tanner's means a couple of things are in play. One, the talent level. Uh, the barber work gets a little better. The talent level goes up. We add a little more personality to it. Hour one, guess what? We got the man, Sean Callahan. We will bring him in. Sean, what's up? Hey. It's great to uh, great to be back out here. Uh, it's been a few weeks, Jay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we got wow, a couple of months. It seems like we got the Husker Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Good to see you. What's up? You know, we're we're about to find out. You know, all these things. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Starter Hammer Text on Honda Lincoln Hotline. If you want to add to the conversation, hit us with a what's up, and then we can uh, include you in the conversation. Uh, Starter Hammer Live video stream again. You can see what's going on down at Tanner's Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live. You can see what's going on down here. Uh, we've got some T-shirts to give away. Uh, we're going to have a special guest later in the five o'clock hour as well. Can do that. Jay Foreman, let them know about the Mercado. Certified Piedmontese and special ingredients and butcher shop, 84th and Havelock. Any type of cut or any type of meat, any type of cut, it is on come Friday. Yeah, I, I got to yeah. call down there and see if they got any Christmas specials, man. Get some prime rib. They do. Yeah. They yeah. do. Uh, I think they're Christmas loading up a tomahawk for you. You know what we need? To, for me, not anybody else, but we got to see. I got. We got we to gotta have a little Jay Foreman Christmas package. We got to get down there and get that started. I think that's a good idea. 44 days of Christmas to give you every little thing in that butcher shop. 44 ounce ribeye. 44, yeah, right. <laughs> and then, then, then top you off with that strawberry sorbet. Yeah, the Ooh, sorbet the, the is. The sorbet. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I went there Saturday and my kids got there. They loved it. Yeah, the sorbet is really place. good, man. That's the one to get. I mean, you know, I'm a chocolate sorbet. Hey, Jake, can, let me give you that. Can you plug that in so I don't go. I don't go Apple uh, pie sorbet there, too. Sean, I'm, we're open, man. I mean, whatever you suggest, I know you've you've been you've you've probably been there more than we have. What's I, your what's your go to? What's your well, go-to? I went there Saturday yeah. and got meat for the week. We got uh, a pot roast. We got let's see, I, I got a couple things from the grab and go for lunch, and we got some sorbet. I've got a flat iron steak to make tacos with this week. So we yeah, we 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 got our weekly meat there this week. Mm. It, I mean, the key is the drive getting out there. You know, if you live south, you got a little. Commitment. A little work. A little work. It's, it's, it's worth, worth the it. drive, worth though. It, yeah. A little work. We're East guys, so it's yeah, a little easier yeah. for you to get out Hey, there. Sean, I, you know what I love when we're here for this hour? We get to ask you all the questions. I get to sit here and just, just grill <laughs> you all the time. I love it, man. Hey, I, love, I get to grill even... you, but the comings and goings, the goings and comings. Yeah. Let's talk staff, right? Yeah. we got to get the staff. Yeah. What is, what is, let me ask you this, Sean. In your opinion, okay, just overall landscape, and I know there's dynamics you know, to how people get hired when they get hired. The longest search in, in NCAA history of modern man, modern man. Okay, this is in this time. We've done it, not once but twice. Then it's taken 
past the Friday deadline. That was supposed to be the Friday deadline of having the staff done right. Now, does this affect recruiting or or hinder recruiting, or is this right along the path because with the eight-year contract, that runway is, is very, very long? Yeah, it's, it's, as far as, you know, you have more time. It's not like you got to win tomorrow. Yeah, Rule's definitely gone into this feeling like he's got time to do it his way. There's no gun to his head to yeah, for, it's not for, an NFL type of thing. Force right? these hires. I mean, because Nebraska's committed, what, $74 million for eight years to this guy, and, you know, they can't, you know, they, they can't push it. But I think there's a lot of intrigue about this coordinator hire and who they're going to the get. defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator hire. Because, yeah, when you have a $7 million staff pool, which is significantly more than what it was before, almost $2 million more, yeah, I, I think, you know, the – Nebraska fans, as you guys know, are smart fans, and they kind of know what a seven million dollars staff pool should get. And oh, you just didn't, you know you just didn't put yourself out there now. No, you know, but you know, I'm pretty slick I, now. I got you I, now. I, you I, teed yourself up for. I was, you know, so for a coordinator, right. this defensive coordinator hire, I think, you know, the expectations are high. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying Jim Leonard's going to be coming here, but that's the kind of guy you, you know, expect in an optimistic Nebraska the fan. Better be good. You know that that's the kind of coordinator hire and. There aren't really very many clues out there. I mean, Phil Snow, Mike Saravo are names tied to rule. Uh, Jeff Collins, former Georgia, State, Georgia Tech head coach, tied to rule. But are they going to get out of that, like Carolina Panther, Temple, Baylor family, and get somebody like a Jim Leonard? I mean, that, that, that's what we don't know. We know the linebackers coach, Dvorak, is a rule guy from Carolina. He's talked to, he's talked to the recruits already. Uh, we know Ryle is coming back. Um, that was we broke that at Husker Line last night, and then we feel like Jake Peets is done uh, as quarterback. So what's it come down to? Defensive coordinator, receivers coach. Who are those guys? Do you think we have a? Do we think I, I'll save the how you just teed yourself up for me about the staff? Because you know we I hadn't seen you in a while, and I'm in the Christmas spirit. Okay, so I want to ask you about the receiver coach specifically, since. It seems like with this staff, it's a lot of young guys and experience. So one of the guys, former Husker, kind of along the line of Pete's, not really, you know, well-known Husker. Joe Daly was his receiver coach and or is his, well, was his receiver coach in Carolina. Do you think he is a possibility to come with rule? Kind of fits the script of what he's been doing and he's coached in college and he's a young and up-and-coming coach that he had kind of was grooming at that point in time. I, I think you're right, Jay. I mean, I think he's a guy to watch. Obviously, a week ago before I, things got crazy, we, Mickey Joseph was probably in line if they could have agreed to terms, and we all know. Probably wouldn't have happened, uh, but, yeah. the, the, I don't know. If, I don't know if they would ever have agreed to the terms. I mean, Mickey's ask to stay, as we know, um, was going to be high, and I don't know if it was going to be – in, if it was going to work. Um, but yeah. Joe Daly, um, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of – Fits the script. Fits New, the – New Jersey, yeah. Husker. Young, inexperienced, but has a ton of potential. So, well, I mean, he was at Kansas for a while at one point in his career. Um, you know, he, he was down there. I'm trying to think who he was. Coastal, was he at Coastal Carolina? He was going to Carolina or somewhere. Yeah, Turner Gill brought him up the ranks yeah. as yeah. a coach. And, you know, he, he left here after one year with Bill Callahan. It was a bad year. Um he was here more than two years total. Yeah. Solchier, Callahan year. Um, but Zach Taylor basically took the job from him in 05. And then right, he left. Yeah. But Joe Daly makes a lot of sense. You're right. I mean, I think you've got to go 
um, someone like that um, with his background for the hire? That's not mine. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, also, I wanted to ask about the defensive coordinator. How do you think it, the coordinator position is already kind of decided? Sometimes they can't announce it, you know, for various reasons. And if that's the case or isn't the case, how hard will it to be if it's somebody that's not familiar with the staff that they have? You know, say it's just like a we hired Jay Foreman and he's just been a good and upcoming from Wyoming, you know, from whatever. How hard will it be for him to come in without any familiarity to gel as a defensive staff? Because as we've seen, that's huge. Yeah, and, and there's guys leaving. I mean, Jamari right. Butler left. Yeah, and, that's, and that's a, yeah, I, we haven't even got into that yet. That, that's a blow. I yeah. Jaden Gold, a blow. A blow, yeah. Um, obviously, um, Ernest Hausman, he's going to probably end up somewhere nice like Michigan. I mean, that's a blow. Yeah. Um, so that, It's a blow both ways. And then He's in for a blow, a blow of reality. Oh, Oshawn, probably gone. And he played well at Iowa. Uh, Garrett Nelson on the fence. And I'm not saying Garrett Nelson's going pro. I mean, Garrett Nelson may just say, you know what? I don't want to be a part of a two, two and ten or three and nine deal for my last year with a degree in hand. I might want to go somewhere else. I mean, so that's the yeah, reality. The transfer, yeah. You know what Nebraska is facing right now are those types of things. Oh yeah. And if you're Garrett Nelson, who's already been through it for five years or four or four years, does he want to go through? It? You know, in that COVID year, it almost counts as two because that was a lot. Yeah, this will yeah. be. I mean, it, he's played four. I years mean, and you know, just yeah. on your mind and body and stuff. So, and so Garrett. You know, and he'd have plenty of options. If he sure. went in the portal, he – He mean, would have some options. Hell, he could go to Iowa or Wisconsin. Or he, I mean, a lot of Big Ten teams would yeah. line up to take Garrett Nelson. Right, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of choice. I mean, that all goes into when you hire a new coach, when you when you, you know when you have an eight-year contract. Those are the things that kind of – these are not oblivious. Nebraska's not immune to this. It happens all the time. Well, you, you both just mentioned the thing. You both talked about year one. Is 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 that? I mean, there is the whisper. Is is that is that a concession that you expect very little in year one because it's too much? There we go, uh, Sean. To, to he bring... didn't put, see, he good cop, bad cop. He's taking over today. Well, I... no, I mean, but this is the conversation. It's like you just said, Garrett is 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 pondering for the returning players that are pondering. They've got some idea of what they want their last year to be based on what they've already. Been it's a concession not knowing what this team's going to look like right now, not Damn. knowing what the quarterback's going to be. What if Casey Thompson has to get shoulder surgery like he's talked about, and if you research the kind of injury he has, I believe it's a slap uh, shoulder injury, um, it's a six-month recovery. So what do you do if you're Matt Rule in Satterfield? Like, hey, our quarterback that we want to build it with, he's going to be out six months. How do we kind of implement what we want to do in the spring if Thompson needs surgery? What's the NIL collectives do with a guy like Thompson who, if he stays, you know, the, the money you have to commit to him is high. Well, what if he's not the starter and you got to give him a ton of money to stay? Um, you know, so it, it's a really tough deal, I think, with quarterback and some of these roster questions like what's Anthony Grant going to do? What's A.J. Allen going to do? Um, who are going to be the receivers? Would Keegan Johnson ever consider coming here not knowing the quarterback situation? Keegan or the Johnson, system. We, we don't know what system Notre Dame and K-State top teams that want him right now. He's already leaving a place that had a bad quarterback situation. He's not going to go somewhere where they don't know the quarterback. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, when you study Matt Rule's coaching career, year ones have been tough the way he goes about it. And then it gets better in year two, and year three is when it really goes. I'm going to put you both on the spot. 
uh, I was asked on a show this morning about this, and I didn't, I, I didn't really have the answer that I thought I was going to have. If Matt Rule is looking at this roster, who are the must-have returning guys? Who are the guys that you have to make sure that you recruit them and get them back in the door and keep them in the door? Garrett Nelson, um, A.J. Allen, Anthony Grant. Um, guys that are Big Ten ready, Big Ten not just good, Guys, well, you're going to build this. Pro- you're you're going to hold this program together with a group of guys who are currently on the roster. Ty Robinson, Colton Feast, Stefan Wynn, Garrett Nelson. Those four guys on the front. If you can have those guys. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. At least you got a base. Then you got to probably find some portal guys to support them. Um, But that group right there um, gives you something to start with on the defensive front with Reimer and Henrich uh, returning as well. Jay, what are your thoughts? Well, they eat your contract. You ain't got to keep nobody. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you don't – there isn't anybody that's a must-have because we have must-haves. He wouldn't be – Matt Rule wouldn't be employed here. Um, Now, how I would have went about it is even though we are, quote-unquote, undercover rebuilding, Mm -hmm. won't say it, but we actually are. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you start, you know, from scratch and everybody's gone, no holdovers except for Donnie is the the guys that I would essentially get, like attack or make sure that I get on board with my stuff is like a Garrett Nelson, Nick Heinrich for sure, a Colton Feast for sure because he deserves to be on scholarship, number one. Number two, it sends um, true intrinsic shockwaves through the program that I'm going to do. I'm a man of my word, and I'm gonna, and I'm going to do something honorable to hand, to reward a player that's a local player and a walk-on with a scholarship Actually, the first week and first year. He's still I'm a walk-on. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, which should have been handled before. So how, that's how you do it because that's the P.J. Fleck method. That's what he did with Blake Cashman. Blake Cashman now plays on Sundays. You take, I would take care of those three players, particularly on defense. And you let him keep his NIL deal. Give him a scholarship and right. give him the NIL Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not getting into any – I'm not dipping into anybody's pocket rewarding you for something that somebody else didn't do. So I'm taking care of those three players offensively. I would just look at the medical with Casey, you know what I'm saying, and be very upfront with him. Okay, we're going to get a guy that potentially could, you know, start if you're not all, come back healthy or if you get hurt. You're our starter. We need you. You're a good ambassador of leadership. He's number he's number one on offense. And then I'm trying. And number two is two guys, AJ Allen and Anthony Grant, kind of running backs. You got the 
senior to be up and coming guy coming off and showing that and this running back coach has to do that. And then I'm trying to find a offensive lineman that I feel like I can depend on next year. Fedoni would be up there you know, probably too, no. right? No, you're not. He, you're hasn't, not. he hasn't done anything. He ain't even played. Like, I want to keep you, but the foundation guys, the guys that people are going to listen to and gravitate in the locker room are those, is the Garrett Nelsons, the Nick Heinrichs. And I'm trying, then I would try to find a lineman that I know that Prohaska. project to be starting. Prohaska. And that has a leadership, leadership. And then that, that's how I'd build my team. And then obviously, you know, you got guys on, you know, like your Bute, Marcus Buford and stuff like that. Yeah, Buford's a good leader. Yeah, and so those are the guys also that you need on board. I would, so I would have like anywhere from 12 to 20 of those guys. And that has to be from the intel that hopefully you get from if there's anybody in the building. <laughs> Whoever's left. Yeah. You know, so whether it's Trev or some, you know what I mean? Trev knows. I mean, Trev's not sitting up there in oblivious. So I would do that, and then I would build from there because you can do both. You only choose to do one. Does Does Trev have say so in how Matt Rule puts this roster together, holds this roster together? No, Is he advising no. it all? He doesn't even want it. Right. I mean, if Trev Trev's not going to walk in and tell Matt Rule you need to be recruiting this guy, like that's just not the AD's job. I, I would hope not. I mean, he would just. I mean, you would think that the coach would ask the AD. That's his boss and partner in this. They're both partners now. And then find out where you know who's who and get the intel on everybody. That's what you do, and that's how you build a program, because they're they're the transition guys. But you still can win, and you could still possibly, if you do a really good job, re-recruiting those guys and getting those guys bought in. You really can like backdoor your way into a bowl game and still be able to be okay in your next year. You, when you try to re-recruit those guys and have no intention of winning. And then you end up like two and ten because you got, you know, a freshman offensive guard, and you're just getting obliterated. Then, it, then you're actually a year or two behind it. You want to have those guys bought into your vision because those are the guys that can control the narrative in the locker room. The coaches only can do so much per NCAA rules. The guys that they are at Tanner's with, the guys that they work out with, the guys that they talk to in the locker room when the coaches aren't really allowed in the locker room are the guys that can kind of have the pulse of the locker room and kind of relay your message. And when the message is true, those guys ideally would be in and they'll be fine. Um, so that's probably the most interesting of, of the offseason. Um, and whether all these guys that go in the portal, will you come back? And I'll tell you this, dude, there's so many kids in the portal, there's going to be a ton more. Going somewhere that you think is more high profile than Nebraska is, might be the worst choice you could do if you're in the portal. Who, who do you suspect would, would be leaning towards coming back or that you think would end up coming back? Well, it's a, are they allowed back? Because um, if it was me and I'm coaching, you go in the portal. You then can they, jump out of – well, oh, I mean, No, 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 no. See, that's, that, that's, this is not conditional here. Right. Like, yeah, you want to jump in the portal, you jumped in there, and I'll holler at you later. In this type of situation, if you're out, you're out. I, mean, right. I don't see Matt Rule. Like, you better know what you're doing. You know, there's 10 scholarship entries. Marcus um, or Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda was 11 from earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. But so there's like 11 from last year's roster okay. in now. My question is, is it going to get to 20? Like, what? how much higher? Oh, I mean, I, Why I not? Think, I think – it's a 45-day window, and we're like in day five. I mean, do we know? <laughs> Not even that. It was the fifth. Hey, we three. We thirty. We I mean, do we know the number? Do we know the number of 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 roster spots that Matt Rule is going to have to fill to be? Well, they're at. I mean, they're at like seventy-five now. They're right? sixty-five. 
They're at 65 without the recruits. Oh, oh, that's right, because of seniors. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I've updated it. I'm, I'm keeping some guys on there. But remember, like what you said, Colton Feast is not listed on the scholarship chart because he's getting an NIL deal. Like, even uh, Brody Belt wasn't on there. Wyatt Lever. I mean, there are guys that played scholarship reps that mm-hmm. were getting NIL um, deals right. that were off scholarship. What what happens, Sean, with the, with those deals? Um, well, so ABM's this they're done. Like this is like their last month, and that, I think they made their last payments. Um, eighteen ninety initiatives in the Big Red Collaborative are the two collectives. The eighteen ninety initiative has taken over the ABM operation, uh, but they haven't really. I don't think anyone has signed on yet. I was going to say, have they yeah. have they renewed? Yeah, we have go they, see them. What's that? Yeah, we gotta go see them. <laughs> Well, I mean, you yeah. would think. I mean, because there's some there's some people of note. I mean, as you mentioned, Casey Thompson, who has uh, things in play. Like he's got an apartment right now. He's got a yeah. car. Yeah. You know, like there's things. W- when does that When does that turn over? When does that bridge from what was to what is? And then when does right Ma- now? I mean, right, right now, like you've got to like before Christmas, you've got to get your guys re-signed. And I think there's been a cautious, op- you know, approach because you want to make sure you understand what Rule wants to do you know, with the team and, and these players. Like, 1890 Initiative or Big Red Collaborative can't just start signing guys to deals. Like, you can't commit $200,000 to Casey Thompson on NIL opportunities if you don't even know he's going to be the guy, right? Well, well that's why I'm, I'm, I'm curious, right? Because that makes me more curious. What's exactly ha- – when does this new regime become active in full? Because – if you've got two different offshoots that have some say-so and some control with money, or at least being active with money with players, and then you've got recruiting, and then you've got transfer portal, when does this – I mean, ma- right now. Like right this, now. Is he like, – f- This week, yeah, uh, 1890 is fully oper- operating. Um, I know that. And this weekend, you know, the recruit there's 12 visitors coming in already that we know about. So um, they'll, they'll – you know, I've – this is the weekend the rule NIL wing of things has to get going and get things figured out. And, guys, it's such a big part. And, um, you know, Nebraska was ahead of the game a year ago at this time. Now everyone's caught up. But they had a pretty good infrastructure. Um, and I know rule has said that behind the scenes, like what they had in place, these six-month, 12-month agreements that they had guys on, what was a pretty good system that no one else was doing at the level of Nebraska um, and now they've got to figure out how to stay with the rest of NIL, get your boosters on board, and figure this out. And then the organization and structure of boosters around the state, because this is not Lincoln-focused. They're, they're, they're outliers and folks that are in different places. How will that be organized, and what, when will we know what the plan is? Like who? <laughs> I don't think you ever know the plan of NIL. It's kind of it's like well, a but that's part. That's, that, that's But that's my well, question. Well, the people that are getting I mean, uh, when they're sitting down with the kids, they'll, they'll know, but. We don't need to know. It's almost to the point, and Simple and I have talked about this, like coaching uh, is important still. But finding guys that are great recruiters, it's not what it used to be because the NIL. I mean, the NIL collective is your best recruiting tool in a lot of respects. I mean, in some places, some, in some phase. If you're I at mean, Tennessee and you have $17 million right now to hand out, I mean. That, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be good. That's kind of like, I think that's a lazy way to think it. The but you might think. the guys that you get may not you, like look at A and M. Yeah, I mean, you, if you're getting nil money from Alabama and you're winning national championships, it don't matter what somebody else is coming to give you for a year. 
kids aren't that. They, I mean, you'll in the season sometimes when you have a lot of money, you're out there desperation shopping. You're convincing yourself somebody, somebody something that they're not. They're still in the transfer portal. You know what I mean? Will Anderson from Alabama is not in the transfer portal. That dude is a dude. The dudes that you're getting are your buyer's remorse. You some most of the time the return on investment isn't going to be there. Yeah, very. There's very few Trey Palmer things right. that happen. Right. You, Torre for every Trey or Palmer, or you get like an upset Isaiah Garcia yeah. Castaneda that yeah. taps out after not Dude, liking four his games. Reps. Yeah, you do, those are few and far between. The Kenneth Walker the thirds and stuff like that. There's a lot of guys that you see up there paying. You're looking at them, man. You guys can't even dress up like it's Halloween in his in his in his football season. Like Oshan, like the hype he got. You know, I think people expected more, but I still think he was a great addition. I think he gave Nebraska something. He just didn't – for the amount of attention he received, it wasn't like – Yeah. Well, know. and it's a little bit for his, to, to his defense. Playing in the defense that was severely more complicated and doing more things than he ever had to do. Because you're playing in another conference. You just – you know, where he played primarily on the outside and go kill a quarterback here, he, when you're not up – and you're not to be able. You have an inability to score points at times. You're not going to get a lot of chances, and so that affects your overall. And they didn't stats. see a lot of this true drop back. I mean, right. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of quick game. Well, I mean, then you're not winning the game. So you see a lot of drop back when you're winning games and up enough to make you know, where you can pin your ears back. And, and so and Iowa so, was that first time it right. happened. I mean, yeah. they, they look great against Iowa. Yeah. When you get was, up, I mean, it's a totally different ball game. You get up 24 nothing against a team with statue quarterbacks. It's, you, that That's the game you dream of right, right there. I'm, I'm, we're going to throw it to break here and give Sean a chance to get some food in his gut. Um, oh, <laughs> hey, it's, it's for everybody. Hey, man, I'm going to say, look, I'm going to get some too. Don't, don't, don't feel bad. We've got a couple of questions for you about Bryce Turner and uh, – I do want to ask about what's next uh, for Matt Rule. Who do you think the next hire is? But we'll ask Sean Callahan those things. Jay Foreman as well. Uh, we've got special guests in and out the door here at Tanner's. Uh, we'll be down here till 6 o'clock. Stay tuned. More Old School from Tanner's. We'll be right back. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.